0: What's up, you guys, and welcome back to my podcast. This is the She Is Perfect Podcast with yours truly pilot nasia. Here we have girl talk healing. This podcast is everything. Uploads are weekly, except for last week. We're not gonna get into that too much. Um actually, no, we are a little bit. Because uh This is my second time recording this episode, and I'm very sad and upset about that because I was really in my rawest form, and I wasn't emotional, but I was very transparent, very open, and I'm just hoping that I can emulate that again because I lost the last audio file that I recorded because I guess it was too long. I don't really know. Um... So, as we do it, <laughs> and I recorded it on the twenty fourth, it was supposed to be uploaded that week of Christmas, and it just didn't happen. But anyway, it's a new year. It's twenty twenty four. It's the first week of the year, first week of the month, and we are just gonna get into the nitty gritty now. This episode is going to be about my experience with postpartum depression. Uh, so, disclaimer: if you know someone who just had a baby or has had a baby, Look out for your friends. Um, if they need anything, just just reach out. Sometimes they just need a listening ear, uh, or something simple like a something. You know your friends. But if you are listening to this and you have experienced postpartum depression, or you're not really sure, and if this episode triggers you in any way, please take care of yourself after listening to this, because some of the things that I will talk about is um a little traumatic and can be a little graphic so if you need to pause this and come back to it at a later time completely understandable and i won't know if you do that or not <laughs> take care of yourself self-care self-love whatever you need to do after you finish this or need to take a break or anything like that so to get right into it when my journey with part of my daughter oh my god she's going to be three next month but before i found out i was pregnant with her which was in june of 2020 i found out I was pregnant in October of twenty nineteen. So my daughter is my rainbow baby. In October of twenty nineteen, I was getting back together with her dad actually. Um, we said well, we're gonna get our shit together and we come back together and we're gonna do this the right way. And of course all that intensity and we're long distance. I was in Cali for work, he was in Jersey for school, um and we were separated at the time, but he started coming up to Cali to visit me. That last time he came to visit me, I ended up pregnant. Like I said, that was October of 2019. I was pregnant in the beginning of October of 2019. And by the end of it, there is no more baby, which was traumatic within itself because I was by myself, no family. Um, I had a roommate at the time, but, you know, someone that has never been pregnant or experienced stuff like that. They don't, they can't really be there for you, especially with us Having different schedules, And I don't know if she's gonna listen to this or not. But hey, style, I love you, girl. Um, <laughs> but I do appreciate her for being there for me when she could. She picked me up from the hospital and things like that. But it was so traumatic. Like for those I've never experienced a miscarriage. A miscarriage really is you're giving birth to a baby, super way too early, so it's painful. I walked about ten minutes from my car to the ER. Um, and just in absolute pain, like it's still similar to the pain that you feel with regular childbirth, but obviously at that time, like it wasn't going to be as bad because I wasn't carrying a six pound baby or something like that I just had to pass this little you know thing. and even a lead up to that miscarriage. like I knew something was wrong, like I was bleeding randomly after I found out I was pregnant and the hospital I was going to, they just like sent me home I was like, yeah, you might be losing it. Good luck. Like, hi? Huh? Like, Where's the help? You're not gonna just let me stay here and, and let it pass? You're gonna sing on my merry way and tell me to figure it out? That's messed up. But after that traumatic experience, um, my ex, he flew out to me a few weeks after that and stayed with me over a weekend and made sure I was good and I was very grateful for that. Because I I felt myself see, sinking into a hole a little bit. Um, I was uh, I wasn't okay. And I know that for sure afterwards. But it was one of those things that I had to sweep under the rug, get up, tie my boots, and go back to work. So I had no Facebook to keep going. Um, After that, I had my challenges with mental health in the beginning of 2020. And like I said, in June of 2020, I found out I was pregnant with my daughter. And because of the miscarriage, I'm glad I was pregnant during COVID because I was very protective of myself and my baby. I didn't want to go nowhere. I do not want to see nobody. Damn sure I not want really talk to people too much I couldn't really talk to people too much because I was so sick my first trimester I couldn't even drink water without throwing up I lost 20 pounds my first trimester but to skip along ahead I had my daughter three days after my birthday in February of 2021 come to the- and three months after that before my very first mother's day with my rainbow baby I found out Well, my provider diagnosed me with postpartum depression. Even while I was pregnant, I was going through therapy and I was working on some childhood trauma um, because there were certain things that I knew that I had to get out and work on before I brought my daughter into this world. And I even was transparent with her at that time like, I'm scared of postpartum depression. And you know, during COVID, during the quarantine, like, internet was booming in a sense and especially TikTok and depending on your algorithm like it was all mommy to be stuff and things like that and women being transparent with postpartum depression but at that time too was like I'm hearing about all these women with postpartum depression and even more specifically black women with postpartum depression but I don't see them I'm not connecting with nobody like I'm not really it's not right in my face here live in a flesh and blood so is not really a thing? Where where are they? Because I feel so alone. <laughs> but yes, I found out I was part depression. It was so hard. I struggled and I struggled and I struggled. Um, but I kept moving forward. I didn't have a choice. I had to live every day for my daughter, go to work, work my butt off, come home, be a white and a mom. And then once the fall time hit of 2021, I became a full time student. So I had three full-time jobs, my government job, being a mom, that's two, being a wife, that's three. Actually, so I had four, and then I became a full-time student, like I said. So that's a lot of hats to wear. And being a mom alone, is so many hats that you have to wear. You are the nurse, you are the chauffeur, you are the chef, you are the, the therapist. Like you're everything to this little baby that you brought to the world because you are all that they know, besides maybe their other parent and whoever else is in your support system. So to pull back a little bit when I found out initially that I had postpartum depression. A few days after that, my mom flew out. It was already planned. She didn't want me to spend my first Mother's Day without her being there. She came there, I bought a new car. Oh, I'm getting emotional because that was such good moments. Um, I didn't think at that time I would be able to get a new car within that same year. Like I got a 2021 Camry in 2021, are you kidding? Oh my goodness, I was so proud of myself. And my aunt popped up and I love my aunt. That's like, she's like another mom to me. And my heart was just so full my mom. She really came out there and she did what needed to be done. And I know my mommy listened to this and I love you, girl. I love you. Um, She came and she deep cleaned certain parts of my house that I really needed help with because it just felt impossible to do. I was trying to take care of myself. I cared more about this baby than anything else. And she really helped out just being there for a week. Now, how did my postpartum depression show up or what did it look like? I put my baby before me all the time. She got to eat. Eventually I, I, I knew how to put myself in the position to take care of myself at the same time. But I would go a day without showering sometimes because I would just be so tired. Physically and mentally, I was breastfeeding. So I was on demand. I was the cow. I'm a cow. I'm a cow. I'm a cow. I don't say (laughs) anything. But for real, I was, the cow was on demand. I whipped them things out, wherever, whenever. (laughs) And my daughter, oh my gosh, she's had such a big personality since the beginning. She never liked to be covered. So that whole, the cute little cover-up blankets and then the little shawl, Ain't none of that work. And I remember my first time really going out in public with her. And I was with my mom. And i breastfeeding her. And this girl throws the blanket completely off me. My boob is out. It's in her mouth. Over oh, in public. And my mother says to my daughter, girl, what are you doing? You have to keep the blanket on. And my daughter just side-eyes her and just gives the biggest grin. And I can, I can literally see that moment here on my head. I'm smiling from ear to ear. Oh, my God. I love this little girl down bad let us go down oh my goodness but yes I sometimes skip out on showers sometimes I would skip out on meals and the meals thing I quickly snapped out of it because I realized how much it affected my milk supply and it was just like girl I don't care if you ain't hungry I'm gonna shove this in your face because you gotta feed your baby the cow has to be fed so that the baby can eat and so my biggest goal with breastfeeding because I didn't know how long It Was going to go was painful in the beginning and it didn't seem like it was going to work, even though she was latching on, she was getting milk, but it was just so painful. I set a personal goal for myself that I was going to at least breastfeed for six months. We got to the six months, I'm I'm clapping. I'm like, all right, she might wean herself off, or this might be the end, or you know, my milk might disappear. I don't know. No, after six months, she decided to stop using a pacifier. So, you on the cow in the the comforter, the the pacifier and that was stressful within itself too but you know it is what it is I got through it I struggled with breastfeeding mentally and emotionally I remember going back to work and I would be in the mother's room pumping eating and crying and sometimes I might have watched a little TikTok in between or would binge watch whatever show I was watching at the time because it was just so hard some days it was like no milk was coming out and my daughter was very picky I remember I tried to do formula with her and she's just like, what is this fake bullshit? Bring me my cow because that's what I like and that's what I want. So some days I would drive all the way home during my lunchtime. And at that time I only had like an hour lunch break, hour and a half maybe. And I was 30 minutes away from my job. So that's the commute alone to make sure she was fed was an hour. And then I'll come back, I'll have to grab up some food real quick and scarf it down. When they cut our lunch down to I think just an hour, I would do that commute. Get some food on the way back and i would run up to the mother's room and be stuffed in my face and pumping once again so many tears those four walls of that mother's room have heard my cries for many days <laughs> oh and it was just so like depressing because i didn't really have anyone that understood me that was around me to comfort me and it was kind of isolating but i got through it the girl breastfed all the way up until she was two years a two months old, and I'm so grateful for that. But with my postpartum depression, I got through with it with therapy. Then eventually, I did start medication. And before, I, it made me feel a little down on myself because initially, it's like, why do I have to depend on a drug to make me feel good about myself and to just even push me out the bed in the mornings? It was like you have to really think about it. As women, we go through so much physically and mentally having a kid like we've we've mixed someone else's hormones and genes with ours to bring another life to the world so it's, it's going to be a coaster ride it's so much and being chemically imbalanced is, is bound to happen and there's no shame in my game if you follow me on tiktok i am very open about the medication that i use <laughs> because miss lexapro she gonna get me right every time girl got me through the days and the crying nights okay she does what she has to do but i eventually got through it so, I'm not going to make this too long so that I don't lose the file again. So, I'm going to just tape it off right here. If you are going through postpartum depression, if you fear that you may experience it, reach out to professional help, get resources. They have mommy groups on Facebook. Um there's an app that I actually used to use. It's called Peanut and it's an app for moms. Um, And they have a bunch of different groups. You just have to play with the app to kind of see what you want to follow, what you want to look at, who you want to talk to kind of thing. But do what you need to do to take care of yourself because you cannot pour from an empty cup. Take care of yourself so you can take care of that baby.